When we found the bodies Tuesday night, I didn't know what to make of them at first. I've seen a lot of strange things in my days as a police detective, but five grown men, all of whom were wearing what looked like different colored cosplay spacesuits, butchered to death and left out in the cold to rot, is definitely new to me. My partner, Beth, shook her head and tossed a cigarette aside, checking the bullet wounds in the first body and commenting. Something about this feels very familiar to me. Like you've seen this before? I asked in surprise as I watched the medical examiner start to take blood samples. The medical examiner chimed in. Prince haven't brought anything up yet, but that may just mean these people didn't have any priors. We'll need to do an autopsy on this one, Beth said as she saw that the body had been completely gutted down the middle, as though by an extremely sharp blade. The man's innards were spilled out on the ground like confetti. His body smelled of maggots and disease. I thought to myself, how long had they been left here to die? Had they suffered? The thought of these poor souls likely choking on their own blood was enough to make me want to vomit. I had to excuse myself and told the medical examiner to call me when they got the results. Now it's Wednesday afternoon. I was having a cup of joe when Beth slammed my door open and passed me her iPhone. I figured it out, where I've seen those costumes before. It's a game, Beth said. I sat up and looked down at the screenshot she was showing me. I saw cartoon characters that were also in spacesuits in what looked like a typical game of hide and seek, or hunt, or be hunted. What is this? I asked. I don't want to sound old, but I don't exactly waste my time on my phone all day playing games, I told her. Beth gave me a contemptuous look and remarked, I swear you would be a caveman if it weren't for football, Mitch. Tell me about the game, I insisted. There are typically six players. Each of them takes on a role as a member of this crew, assigned different roles and tasks. But one of them is given the most important role of a fake, an imposter. Meaning they are going to sabotage the other's plans, I guessed. Precisely, or to put it in even simpler terms, they kill the other players, Beth replied. So... You're thinking that our posse was actually playing this game in real life? I asked. It makes sense, from a very sick and twisted point of view, which means that we have a sixth person that was in costume last night. If we can pull surveillance from the park, maybe we can see what actually happened, Beth told me. The autopsy report came in about a half hour later, and we got a name for our first victim, Harrison Conley. He was 34 years old, recently divorced, and working for a business firm as an accountant. The medical examiner told us as we checked out the bullet wounds to his head. It looked like he had tried to put up a fight, but ultimately he slowly suffocated as his throat and lungs collapsed from the different wounds. He had died slowly, and it looked excruciating. Sounds like he was going through a midlife crisis, Beth commented. Let's see what we can find out about Harrison. Maybe it will connect us to the others, and maybe it will help us find the killer, I said. Now it is Thursday at six in the morning, we searched Harrison's apartment. Harrison was not a tidy person. He didn't delete anything. Fortunately for us, that meant it wasn't difficult to find receipts for his purchases online. There were plenty of them. Strange sex toys that looked more like torture equipment, plush dolls that looked a little too lifelike. It was clear that Harrison liked to live a little on the wild side, but we were only here to find one purchase. Bingo. Neil, our department's computer tech, said after they scrubbed the entire hard drive. It's not exactly good news. Looks like the costume was purchased online via a third-party store from somewhere called Mira HQ. Can we run a search on them? Trying, but it looks like a shell company. They bounce their Wi-Fi off a dozen different signals to avoid detection. Could even be off-planet, Neil joked. The scowl on my face told him I didn't find the comment helpful. Damn it, I said. 
Nothing is ever really deleted online. Give it a few days, she replied. But I knew how these cases normally went. A few days meant the killer might slip away, or worse, they might strike again. So I did something that I regret. I went online that night and searched for similar servers, dark web corners where people like Harrison congregated to find similar dangerous games. My plan was to attempt to join one of these games and then catch the killer. And I will admit, it wasn't exactly a well thought out plan. But to my surprise, someone reached out to me. A black command prompt box loaded onto my computer screen in front of me. Inside the black box, a message popped up. So, you're looking for the imposter? The message read. My heart skipped a beat. Could this be the killer that we were searching for? If you want to learn more, come to these coordinates. You have 17 minutes. The box suddenly disappeared, and I was left wondering how they managed to hack into my firewall system so quickly. But now I was faced with a choice. I didn't have time to call for backup. I barely had time to get dressed, grab my firearm, and then get to where I was supposed to meet my contact. The area was quiet. It felt like I was being watched. Then a figure emerged from the shadows, wearing a ridiculous costume, exactly the same as the suits found at the crime scene. This one was painted blood red. Remove the helmet, I ordered, raising my weapon. I don't mean any harm, truly, but these are forces at work here you don't understand, the stranger told me as he took off the spacesuit. I found myself staring at a man that looked just like Harrison Conley. You've got two seconds to explain this shit, I said, keeping my gun raised. The person that you found at the park was a fake, a duplicate created by a dangerous force that is working hard to do the same all across the globe, he said as he tossed me what looked like a flash drive. You can find more information there if you want, but I ran the game specifically to find these imposters, and, well, let's just say this first group was just the beginning of a full-scale invasion. I reached down to pick it up off the ground, asking, what exactly is this? But by the time I had glanced up, the mysterious doppelganger was gone. I puzzled over the flash drive all the way back to my flat, trying to decide whether to call Beth and the rest of the department. But first I needed to be sure this wasn't a wild goose chase. I had my system check for viruses and then sat down to check out the files. Most of them appeared to have military designations alongside them and videos from over three years ago. Most of them were under the subheading, Polis Incident. Curious, I watched the first. It was somewhere in the deep Arctic, a research lab and a satellite image of something falling from the sky. Text came on screen. Unidentifiable craft arrived on Monday, June 3rd, 2008. Crash site near 314. Six scientists went to investigate the crash. An older gentleman appeared on camera. The bodies of the occupants of the crash are not human. We are taking them back to Mira for further analysis. My mind flashed back to the name of the company that had sold the suit to Harrison. Were they somehow involved in all of this? The next few videos showed things taking a darker turn. The scientists began an autopsy of the bodies, coming to find there was some kind of symbiotic life form still living within. This creature seems to have the ability to mimic any living or dead tissue and replicate the host. In short, they can easily overtake any species and then spread their own genes without detection. It felt like I was watching an old B-movie, but I didn't want to discredit what I had seen that night. Something had taken over the appearance of Harrison Conley. I watched the final video, which indicated the life form was to be moved somewhere isolated in the United States, but apparently had never made it there. The airship we employed to deliver the materials appears to have been compromised. It is likely that we have actually been dealing with an imposter for longer than we realized. May God help us all. The feed ended there, leaving me paranoid and confused. But I knew I needed to let others know that this supposedly friendly game was a deadly one that was spreading an alien menace. 
I requested Beth meet me early at the police station to go over what I had learned. She sat and listened intently to every detail, not even bothering to light her cigarette. Her face turned from serious to morbid curiosity. This all sounds too good to be true, she said. Let's take this down to the lab to make sure that it isn't some hoax, she suggested, taking the flash drive and guiding me to the elevator. As I stood alongside her, convinced that I finally had an ally in this crazy fight, my phone buzzed. It was the medical examiner again. Mitch here, I said. Hey, sorry to bother you. I just needed to report an issue with some of the tissue I found on victim three, he said. What kind of problem? I asked as we entered the basement of our building. Some of the tissue couldn't be properly identified, like it wasn't human. And the weirdest thing, some of it seemed to match Beth's blood samples, the ME remarked. I felt my blood run cold as I looked toward my partner. Okay, thank you for letting me know. Everything okay? Beth asked as we reached the evidence locker. I'll go find Neil, she said. Instinctively, I raised my gun toward her. You won't move an inch until I get some answers, I snarled. Mitch, what the f***? She shouted. Tell me one thing that you know about me that no one else knows, I warned her. Beth's lip twitched, and I knew I had been right. My partner had been replaced. It's pointless to resist, she suddenly said in a dead tone. I fired immediately. The room went black as she jumped on me. A few minutes later, I was the only one standing. Beth's body was covered in bullet holes, the evidence of her alien visage also likely never to be seen. I clutched the flash drive and ran. I knew I couldn't stay to convince anyone this was a misunderstanding. I've been running ever since and trying to find allies in this deadly game to warn as many as possible of this menace among us and find as many imposters as I can. Thanks for listening. If you're tuning in on Apple Podcast, please take a minute to leave a review. Your review directly helps the podcast grow and allows me to continue coming out with the best horror stories on the internet. Thank you so much.